Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I'm your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi, a former exotic dancer, because I'm no longer dancing because no clubs are open, and I'm now working a civilian job, so yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> it's uh, not all as glammed up as it sounds like. <laughs> it's pretty lame, but whatever. It is what it is. But enough about me. We got some cute little giggles here in the background. You're all probably wondering who the hell that is. <laughs> so I invited Maya Banks onto the show today. Maya, say hello. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> We have Maya joining us all the way from Washington. She just moved there over the summer, I believe, during this global pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Which is insane. But Maya, you're originally from BC, right? Yeah. So I was born and raised in BC. Pretty much, like, I've lived everywhere. Port Moody, Coquitlam, Burnaby, Surrey. Everywhere. Um, Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a true... Like lower mainland girl, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And you're not just any ordinary girl. You were basically, from what I've found out from stalking you, <laughs> <laughs> former, uh, I guess, former exotic dancer. This is why you're on the show. And now you have changed careers because now you're a bikini barista, which we're all gonna get into all those details later. Like, what the hell does that even mean? But. <laughs> That's what I know from you. Again, I don't really know you. I just kind of like sent you a DM and I was like, hi, I want you to come in the show. Please say yes. Yeah. <laughs> say yes. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much I started dancing like as soon as I was allowed. Like as soon as I turned 19, I was like, I'm going to become a stripper. So I started at the Paramount. I was there for um, about a year, and then I went onto the circuit, and then I worked like uh, the BC circuit. I dabbled mm-hmm. into like the Alberta clubs a little bit, and I dabbled oh, into Winnipeg a little bit too. Oh wow! So yeah, I pretty much tried out everything, and um, yeah, like you said, I did become a bikini barista. I just moved to Washington, actually. What was it? Uh, like, yeah, August, September. So, yeah, I guess wow. summer, end of summer. Yeah. So, basically, a bikini barista. It, so, like, in Washington, like, coffee is, like, really huge. Yes. Starbucks. Um, especially in, <laughs> in Seattle. Like, Starbucks originated in Seattle. Yes. Um, so, there's just, like, I don't, like, I've never seen it in Canada or in BC, mm-hmm. but, like, Everywhere there are just these little, um, pretty much just like drive-through coffee stands. Yes. Not just bikini stands, but just in general, there are coffee stands everywhere. Yes, and <laughs> they're just like little huts with like a drive-through window, and you just go get your coffee, and you're on your way. So um, some of them are bikini baristas. So pretty much we're just you know beautiful girls um, <laughs> dressed in bikinis or lingerie or like fishnet costumes whatever and we just serve coffee oh my god so it really literally is a bikini barista it's exactly what the name entails nothing crazy there (laughs) nothing overly complicated no we're just regular girls making coffee just like hoes pretty much (laughs) (laughs) it's like hooters but for coffee 
Exactly. Right. Except okay. for Hooters is a family-friendly re- restaurant. True. PS- <laughs> PSA, don't bring your kids through the fucking bikini stand. I hate that. Oh, my God. There's been, yeah, <laughs> no. there's been, like, a couple times where people will come through with their, like, um, like, like, like sometimes it's babies. Oh yeah, sometimes God. it's babies, so it's not a big deal. But when it's, like, a toddler, yeah. I'm just like... Can you not like <laughs> like the biggest bugs buzzkill ever? <laughs> yeah, I'm over here trying to be sexy, and then now I just feel like a pervert and like <laughs> awkward. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, we're definitely gonna get into all the details, your likes, your dislikes, everything, all about it. Because again, like as you said, I haven't really seen a concept like that in Canada. So I would love to get more detail on that. But we're going to rewind, rewind, rewind and go back from the beginning. So just because I want to get a little more detail and get to know you and get the audience warmed up to you. So you started Uh. dancing when you were 19. So it was something that you always wanted to do or how did you fall into it? Yeah, I can honestly say it's something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always a very, like, sexual being. Like, even as a kid, I was always... I always just loved being pretty and being sexy. <laughs> and I remember being, like, a little girl and um, Beyonce's Crazy in Love came out. Yes. And she came out with that music video where she was doing, like, the twerk, you know, the uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And she was, like, yes. twer- like twerking and I I remember being really young, like twerking, and like I was just always very like I want to say I was slutty, but I was just um, a little bit like promiscuous as a as a younger girl. You're risque, so yeah, I was risque. So pretty much as soon, like I just knew I wanted to. I remember being yeah. 18 and googling like um, uh, like 18 plus clubs. And mm. Paramount was the only one that came up because Paramount is actually the only club where you can start at 18 because there's no alcohol there. Right, right. Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah, but I didn't start dancing at 18 because I was still living at my parents' house. Okay. And, yeah, I was keeping it a secret from them. So I moved out when I was 19, and that's when I started dancing. Right. And, okay, yeah, I totally get that because – we also, I mean, this is not something we discussed, but I kind of re- really mentioned it too, but you're half Filipino, right? Yes, and half I black. am half Filipina. Yes. Okay, so which, which side is Filipino? Because I'm also Filipino too, and our, my parents can be crazy. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, so my mom is Filipino, and like mm. anybody who's of Asian descent, like for the most part, you know, your parents are pretty conservative, yes. strict. Religious, um, Catholic. Religious, yeah. My mom's Catholic. God. You know, I was raised in the Catholic Church. I'm confirmed. I went through seven years of catechism. Oh, like, my God. Girl, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so I had, like, a strict Asian mom and then, like, an overprotective big black dad. Oh, my so, God. like... There was just no, there was just no stripping in that scenario. You no, know what I mean? no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a combo! Jeez. Yeah. So. God. And you know what? I actually I hid it from my parents for like the whole six years, pretty much. What? How? How? How do you? Do because that? I know it's everybody was like, "What the fuck? How?" But because. <laughs> Because I wasn't living with them. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. they don't know what I'm doing on, like, a day-to-day basis. Right. And 
So before I started dancing, I was working at a dispensary in Vancouver. Okay. And so I just never told them that I quit. So, <laughs> like, I wasn't lying. No. I just wasn't telling the whole, t- you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was telling, like, half truth. so. Yeah. Um, there was some truth in that. It just ended a yeah. long time ago, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So. so they never knew about your stripping career at all no oh my god Um, crazy i think that my dad because my dad's pretty like i wouldn't say hip but like you know (laughs) my dad drinks and my dad smokes weed yeah um he's like you know like he's um i wouldn't call my dad like a goody two shoes you know what i mean he's not (laughs) like stupid no so i I think that he probably knew or had an idea, but just didn't want to talk about it because right. I know that there's times where I would leave. He would see like promo. I remember one time he's seen promo in my house. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah, I had like a huge like pile of lighters. And he's seen oh, it God. and like didn't didn't say anything. And then um, I remember one time I moved. And I couldn't bring all my shit into my new house, so I put a bunch of my old shit into my parents' garage. Oh fuck! And I had um, I had a suitcase of old costumes that, like, you know how like you don't wear costumes anymore, but you don't really want to get rid of them, even yeah. though you don't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sentimental value to it. Yeah, so I had, like, a suitcase full of, like, reject costumes that, like, I didn't want to get rid of. It's memorabilia. Yeah, and he's seen the contents of the suitcase. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, but still didn't say anything. So I'm like, you fucking know, but you just don't want to talk to me about it. I get it. Yeah, no, I hear that. I have the same thing with my dad, too. Like, I doubt, like, he's hip or tries to be hip. (laughs) I think it's just embarrassing, but, like, it's cute. (laughs) And oh, then, I think that's cute when yeah. they're trying to keep up with the time. Oh, totally. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what about my true religion jeans? I'm like, dad, that was like completely 10 years ago, but okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, Filipinos love their name brands. Oh, my God, they do. And they like <laughs> liked all the logos. They want to make it known. Oh, look, I can afford this. And I'm just like, no yeah. one cares. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, conservative Asian parents, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love them though. They do. And then you know what? Like what? in like thirty years, it's gonna be us. I know, I know. I, I like. already feel like myself becoming my mom, which is yeah, like too. gross to me. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, there it's are definitely happening. times where like. I catch myself acting like her, like doing things like her. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what is my happening? mom? <laughs> So, okay, what about, okay, so do your parents know about the Bikini Barista thing, or is that just, is that more no. acceptable then, or no? Okay, so nothing to do with no, sex work at all. I just told them I'm a barista. Which is true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, you see, I don't lie, okay? I don't like lying. I just don't <laughs> tell the whole truth. Yeah, and that's okay. I think that's fine. I think it's a pretty safe way to go. So, like, you don't feel guilty. You don't have this thing hanging over your head, you know, guilty conscience or anything like that. So you can sleep at night. (laughs) Yeah. And also like my mom, she worries a lot. Like she is like such a worry wart. And I just know if I tell her that I'm like, you know, like 
dress like that. She's going to think I'm attracting like a certain, like oh she's pretty God. much going to think that I'm going to get kidnapped and raped at work, you yeah. know, like. Yep. <laughs> I'm the same thing. She's like, you're, you're showing too much cleavage. I'm like, mom, I literally don't have cleavage. Like my <laughs> boobs aren't that big. <laughs> like mom, there's nothing to show. Okay. Literally. Like, I'm fine. No girl, I got the same problem. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best intentions at heart. So. Yeah, you can't really I know, blame but, <laughs> but it's always like there's no in between. It's always like at one hundred. If there's no in between yeah. zero to hundred, it's always a hundred. Like yes, <laughs> the, it's always the worst possible thing is gonna happen. <laughs> there's no middle ground. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what about this whole move to Washington? Like, how did that unfold? Like, are you a dual a dual citizenship, or how did that work? I'm like, you moved right in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what? Uh-huh. Spill yeah, the tea. So I am a dual citizen. Okay. My dad, my dad's American. My dad's from Georgia. Oh, okay. And um, so basically, the reason I moved is because so there's there's like something that I like never talk about on my Instagram or oh. at work, but. I am a mom. Yay! Um, and I just heard him yeah. like a couple minutes ago before recording. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. But Super you cute. know, I prefer I prefer to keep my work life and my personal life separate. So mm-hmm. um, you know, Smart. when I got pregnant, I didn't like announce it. I didn't announce that I like I just completely it was like personal for me. Yeah. So pretty much my son's father lives in Washington. Okay. And so basically when the pandemic happened we were like separated for like four months oh my gosh yeah that's right oh geez that must have been so difficult my son didn't see his dad for like four months and it was really really hard and so um I had already wanted to move because like bouncing back and forth It was just, like, doing too much. Like, I wasn't ready to make the full commitment of moving because, you know, I was – I just wasn't ready, you know. I was still Mm -hmm. making good money. I loved my job. And I just – I just wasn't ready to make the full commitment of moving. But when the pandemic happened and seeing my son without his dad for four months. And then, like, on top of that, I lost my job because, like, obviously all the clubs closed. Yeah. So when I lost my job, I was just like, you know what? Why not make a fucking move? Like, mm-hmm. there's like, there's no reason for me to stay here and do what? Sit at home and do nothing? Yeah. Like, at least my son can be with his dad and at least I can, you know, try out the bikini bracelet thing. Yeah. So I moved to Washington with the plan in my head to apply to become a bikini barista. Because um, I knew that the clubs in Washington weren't open, and I knew it was, like, pretty much, like, the next best thing. Right. Um, So that was my plan all along, and luckily, it, like, I made it happen. Ah, yay. (laughs) Yeah, so I pretty much just, like, spoke that shit into existence, and now here I am. And now, yeah, that's super cool, and that's, like, honestly, well, it's also a heartbreaking story, too, because, like, I can't imagine, like, being, I mean... With lockdown earlier in the year, not being able to see family, you know, is is awful. But actually, like, being physically separated, like, you can't even go into the country because the borders are closed. Like, holy crap, I cannot imagine that. Yeah. It was so hard hard. for your son. 
I felt really guilty because before they closed the borders, my son's dad was like, bring him over here because they're going to close the borders and we're going to be separated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, because at the beginning of COVID, Washington had the worst Yes. Um, had the highest number of cases at at the very beginning. So I was like, no, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sick. Like, this probably isn't going to last very long. And Mm. so that was, like, a huge mistake, me doing that, because it's, like, still going on, you know? Yeah. And so I felt really, really guilty. Like, I felt like it was, like, my fault. Oh, no, 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 girl, no. There's – no one could have predicted how crazy this pandemic – and this whole year, like, like happened and how it rolled out, you know? Like, I, I was in the same boat as you in the beginning. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this will be done in, like, three months. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, it just wasn't. It's like a write-off. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't blame yourself. Like, it's just, like, no one could have imagined that things would be this bad. And, and honestly, the numbers right now are even, like, at its highest, at least in Vancouver, I don't know if you're keeping up with the numbers, but it was like 800 cases last weekend, <laughs> which really? is insane. Yeah, so I don't know how it is in Washington, but like it's getting crazier you know what? here. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was checking that shit every day. I was yeah. watching, you know, the fucking Body Henry <laughs> briefing oh my God. on the fucking news. I was on that shit every day, 3 p.m. or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> but, like, I'm over it. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm pretty much, I, I don't know if it's, um, like, irresponsible of me, but I'm pretty much just living like there's no pandemic anymore. Like, other than, you know, I still wear a mask, yeah. I still social distance and stuff, but I'm just, like, not thinking about it, I'm not checking for it, like, we're not yeah. checking for you, coronavirus, like, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> like, you're dismissed. No, so I, no, I'm I haven't that. even been, like, looking at how many cases, like, that actually is a little bit shocking hearing that there was 800 cases, because I actually did not know that. Yeah, it was, like, kind of disturbing. I'm just like, oh, this is, like, way worse than it was in the beginning of lockdown. Like, lockdown, our numbers were decent, but it's just like, okay, 200-something here, 260 on Saturday, another 200-something on Sunday, and it's just like, okay, um, I think Dr. Bonnie Henry was like, oh, yeah, small gatherings of six are, like, almost not allowed anymore. So, like, I forgot what the recent update was, but, like, we can't even, like, I don't even know what's going to happen for Halloween. Like, this is when we're recording, guys, by the way. This is a little bit early, but we're recording before Halloween, and I don't think anything's going to be happening for Halloween anymore, basically. Yeah, so, that's crazy. It's pretty fucked. <laughs> but sidebar, sidebar of the complete tangent. Anyways, back to sex work and bikini barista and all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to go <laughs> in totally tangents. Off topic. <laughs> off topic, but it's still applicable, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like bikini barista, again, that's like a thing that is pretty unique, and especially in Washington, because that's where it originated. And of course, with the whole coffee culture over there it's pretty big as you mentioned thank you so much for the history lesson there by the way (laughs) but yeah no it's super cool like I really like how it is because I have definitely seen those little espresso shacks or the little coffee huts and stuff and then like when 
I saw your profile and you're like bikini barista and I Googled it. I'm like, whoa, this is like actually a thing. This is super cool. So can you tell us how the whole thing works in terms of like, do they train you to be a barista? Do you already have to have coffee knowledge (laughs) going into it? Or like, what are the details on that? Um, I think it probably varies from person to person, like who they hire, because like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have any barista experience. Um, oh, my God. And so, basically, you do, like, a working interview. So, you go and interview for, like, well, okay, I don't know if this is how it is for everybody, but this is how <laughs> I got the job. Okay. So, I did a working interview. So, basically, I had to, you know, wear an outfit mm-hmm. and pretty much go work for an hour. Yeah. And so, the girl who trained me, she, like... Pretty much just, like, you know, like, walk me through everything. Like, um, I don't even really remember, like, how it went. <laughs> like, so basically she would just, like, teach me how the machine, like, how to use um, the grinder. So, like, where the beans come out. Yeah. And, like, so she, like, taught me how to make a drink. And then, like, I would, like, take orders. And then she'd, like, make me make the drink. And, like, obviously I wouldn't be perfect at first. But, like... Yeah. Like, how how she worded it to me, she was like, you're not stupid. Like, she was like, like, you know, you're getting it. Like, you're not stupid. Like, there are some girls who are actually stupid, and they just, like, don't get it. Really? Yeah, like, it's very simple, man. Like, you really, like, a drink is really just, like, flavor, coffee, milk. Or if they want an Americano, then it's flavor, coffee, water. Like, everything yeah. just has a formula. Yeah. And you just have to, like, remember the formula. And then, like, the more you do it, you, like, you catch on. Like, I'm not going to I'm filthy with coffee now. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, hella bomb when it, like, I, not, I wouldn't say I'm, like, hella bomb. But I just, like, I know, like, I'm comfortable. Like, I know what I'm doing now. And it's only yeah. been, what, like, a couple months? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's really not hard. So, yes, they do train you. Um, but I think, you know, if somebody already has coffee experience, I think they'd probably choose that person over somebody who doesn't, Right. but like they do offer training, but it's not paid training. Like Mm. they, so they made me go in for however many shifts that made me feel comfortable. But, um, so I think I did like three four hour shifts yeah not paid mm. and then I was good after that but like you still get to keep your tips but they're just not paying you like hourly oh I see okay yeah what is like the pay structure for this too so like how does this how do, does it all work so you obviously get tips and that's probably where you get the most for money or like how does it work yeah so you you do get paid hourly like a regular job yeah um and then, yeah, so you get paid with tips. Um, they, people tip crazy. Like, just because it's a bikini barista stand, like, they tip so crazy. Like, <laughs> they'll buy, like, a $6 coffee and tip you, like, $20. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, some guys will give me, like, 50 bucks or, like, 100 bucks. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, so... So what about the dress code? Like, is there a guideline? Because you mentioned, like, there's some fishnet outfits or lingerie. Like, what are the guidelines? Do they tell you what you can and cannot wear? How does that all work? Yeah, so, like, there are rules. You're not supposed to show 
your like you're not supposed to show your areolas or mm. your nipples and obviously like your vagina right <clears throat> like you're supposed to wear pasties but okay honestly nobody does <laughs> <laughs> let's be like, real <laughs> let's be real nobody is really well i mean some girls do like sometimes if like your outfit looks cute with pasties like then like you'll wear pasties but yeah my titties be out like <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like if um, okay, so I don't know if I posted this photo. So there is like um, a bra that I have where the boobs are cut out of it. Ooh. So like I my like boobs that. are out in the open. In an outfit like that, I will wear pasties. Yeah, that makes sense. But, and it's like yeah, hot. <laughs> but if something if something is already over my boobs and you can just see my boobs through it, then I probably won't wear pasties. No, that makes sense. Because I feel like with pasties, it's like, okay, it's more like deliberate and it, and if there's nothing covering it, then that is the time for you to wear that. I mean, uh-huh. or like some kind of see-through-y, um, translucent-y kind of outfit, then I totally get that. But then, like, if you're already wearing a bra, then why? <laughs> why would you want to yeah. wear pasties? I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, there are some girls, like, I always wear panties just because, like, I don't like people seeing my pussy for free. Yeah. Um, but there are girls who, um, wear, they'll wear, like, um, like a fishnet dress or, like, a lace dress and, like, no panties. That's, like, pretty common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but obviously, like, no nudity. Obviously, you can't show, um, your private parts. (laughs) Uh Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm sure... For any business, they have a dress code and guidelines and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So not too restrictive, though. Like, from what I've seen on your Instagram, it seems like pretty hot stuff. So, <laughs> and if you guys, I mean, yeah. I like to, um, and I feel like the more you show, the more guys are going to, like, tip, right? right? And, like, the sexier outfit, like, the more effort you put in, like, the more you're going to get back, pretty much. Of course. Well, it's just kind of like the club, though. Like, I think there's definitely some parallels there, for sure. Because, I mean, you know, like, if you're wearing some nice, like, flossed outfit, (laughs) like, you might get a more, you might get more attention from the clients, I would say. Like, it's a pretty easy equation (laughs) that way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, would, would you say, like, all the clients there, all the patrons are primarily male? Yeah, that going? Um, yeah. For, the, for the most, for the most part. part, I mean, you do get some females, but they're really just, they're there for the coffee. Like, they just want coffee. Right. Um, I mean, of course, the guys come because they want to see something sexy as well. But right. there are girls that come through and, like, couples. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Cause, and, like, what are the hours of operation? Is it just, like, in the morning or is it, like, all throughout night or, like, all day or when do you work (laughs) um well it is like a coffee stand right so you're gonna want to um tend to like people going to work in the morning so they open really early um I'm not sure about like it kind of varies from stand to stand but the earliest I've started is 3 30 in the morning Um, in the morning holy shit (laughs) <laughs> the, the most common like the morning shift is usually four to eleven. Oh wow 
So that's usually the morning shift. Um, so yeah, we open at like four. Most of them close at eight. In my area, there is one 24-hour stand. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. But I think most of them are from 4 to 8 p.m. Yeah. And would you say, obviously, because it's a coffee place, that the morning shift is probably a lot busier? Yeah. So the morning yeah. shifts are the best. And sure. um, I feel like it's kind of like a seniority thing. Like, mm. mostly, like, the girls who've been there for really long or the girls who make the most money usually get the morning shifts. Right. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I've seen, like, you had a couple different shifts and, like, a couple different locations, too. So they're all around, hey? Yeah, they're, like, they have 40 locations. 40? In, oh, my God. Yeah, in Washington. Whoa. And they have some in Oregon, too. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> and there's not just my company, too. Like, there is, like, a bunch of bikini barista companies. I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. This is a whole different world that I didn't really know about. <laughs> Dude, me too. Like, there is really, it's really its own little culture out here. But I like it because, like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like, so I, like, like nobody wants to be, well, I mean, some people might want to be, but I didn't want to be a stripper forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I kind of... Wanted to use it as, like, a stepping stone to get money, like, stack up a good savings account. Yeah, and for sure. help me get to my next step. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm kind of, I was kind of at a point where I was, like, over dancing. Mm. But I wasn't ready to go to, like, a civilian nine to five. So <laughs> I feel like Bikini Barista is, like... A nice transition because it's like mm. not exactly the club, yeah. but it's not exactly a civilian nine to five, you know. Totally. Yeah, and the but hours now, are nice too. Sorry, say like that the, again. The hours are nice too. Like it's nice to not have to work like such a late evening. I mean, unless you get those super early morning shifts, but yeah, like I know the times where I was working at four a.m. I'm yeah. like, damn, like I used to be going to sleep at this time. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say the tables have turned. Yeah, and um, yeah, like so with my company, there are three shifts you can get like during our well, ugh, I don't know how to. So like, okay, <laughs> Monday, Monday to Friday, from most stands. It's going to be 4 a.m. to 11, okay. 11 to 3.30, which is called the mid shift, mm-hmm. and then 3.30 to 8, which is the closing shift. Right. So usually 3.30 to 8 is kind of like the shitty shift because, it's pretty late you know, nobody's, nobody's really getting coffee at that time, right? Yeah. But when you start building your like regulars and you start um getting your customers that like really like you and really want to see you they will show out for you and come show show up and still tip you anyways and come chat and stuff so that's awesome it's it's really like just like with dancing like yeah well actually no dancing's different because you can go in there and like not know anybody and still walk out with like a rack but um <laughs> with a bikini barista i feel like having your regulars is really important Right. Did, did it take you a while to kind of get to know people and for people to get to know you? Because you've only been there for a couple months now. 
Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that I'm still building my relationships, mm-hmm. but I already I already have some like loyal customers that come to Yay. like wherever I'm at. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. <laughs> like what about cuz I remember dri- like driving in, in the states before back when we were allowed to still go to the states. <laughs> But mm-hmm. these little shacks, like, they're really small. Like, is it just um, you and your colleague that are there? Like, it's it's really tiny. And, like, is there any type of security or anything? How do you guarantee your safety? So you actually don't work with a colleague. Oh, you you're don't? There, yeah, you're there by yourself. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, no, there's no security, but, um, of course, like, there's locks and alarms, um, and you do have protection. Every stand has, um, like, mace or, like, pepper spray. Yeah. Um, and so, and there are, like, safety protocols, like, you have to lock the window after every customer. Right. Um, you have to, there are panic buttons that go, like, directly to the police. Oh, wow. And um, I'm just going to be blunt. Like, this <laughs> is America. Like, we have, like, we have guns out here. Like, yeah. I I just went to get my, um, like, I just got my first gun. Cool. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I just got my concealed carry permit. So I'm licensed to conceal a gun. And so, um, I feel protected pretty much just from that. Yeah. <laughs> like if anything happens, um, at least I have that to protect myself. But mm-hmm. honestly, for the most, and there's cameras, and the cameras go directly to the owners and to the police. Oh, good. So awesome. Yeah. So you feel pretty safe then working in the environment? Because I was just like, oh my gosh, if you're there working alone, like that's really scary sometimes. Like it can be, but. Yeah, it can be. I mean, yeah. during the day, I think it's fine. Sometimes at nighttime when I'm closing, I do feel a little bit sketched out, especially when I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, but just always have your hand on your pepper spray or, like, whatever protection you have. Like, be on the phone with somebody when you're leaving. Um, yeah, of course. And so, yeah, I think... Like, I don't know. Like, you never want to be like, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to me. Like, yeah. always be on guard. But I wouldn't say I've ever really been, like, so scared that I don't want to work or anything like no, that. No, totally. I mean, like, knock on wood, I really hope nothing ever happens. But, of course, as females, we always kind of have to be on our guard, regardless if it's just not even going from work, but even just, like, walking down the street you know unfortunately that's our reality which really sucks but yeah okay cool I'm glad you shared that with me (laughs) because genuinely curious about it I was like how does this work because like obviously with I don't know like I'm not just saying America is conservative places are always going to be conservative even here in Vancouver there's always going to be conservative people because Obviously, like, I've done a little bit of research, too, on bikini baristas, and some people still think it's, like, a controversial thing, even though the concept has lived here for, like, 20 years or so, or however long that they've been doing this. But do you ever have any, like, people protesting outside or, like, angry moms or, you know, Karens of the world being like, why are you doing this? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like with anything sex work related, mm-hmm. there's always going to be like controversy just because, you know, people don't want to let people live their life, you know, like, yeah. and like, <laughs> I know that there's going to be like insecure women out there who are always going to hate on anything sex work related. So I just feel right. like the controversy is there just because it's sex work related. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of any sort of protests or anything. Um, I have never experienced any sort of, um, you know, anybody talking shit to me through the window or anything. That's good. Um, I'm sure that there is, but you know, I've only been here for for two months. I'm sure Mm -hmm. that at some point I will experience that, but luckily I haven't had to cuss (laughs) anybody out yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, out here, I know that, like, a lot of the controversy comes from, like, um, we, I guess, like, there are, or how do I word this? I guess there has <laughs> been some instances right, where, um, you know, baristas are showing something a little extra out the window for tips. Right. And, um... I guess that there was, like, some legality issues around that that, right. like, made the news. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of people just have the idea that we're, like, prostituting out the window. Right. Which is, like, not the case. No. I don't I don't think that anybody is sucking dick out their window. You know what I mean? No. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, there might be some girl showing a little extra something, something, but, you know, that's, like, nobody's business except for that barista. Yeah. And, you know, so. Exactly. Um, there are, you know, there are some controversies, but I feel like that's something that you're always going to have to prepare for when you make the decision to become a sex worker. Exactly. I was just going to bring that up next because, like, as sex workers, we're always going to be, like, thrown into the same pile. And there's only one skewed view that society is going to view us as. And basically, it's that we're all sluts and prostitutes. And, again, there's, like, nothing wrong with that. But then at the same time, it's just, like, okay, well, our work is legitimized, okay? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's going to be, it's going to take years and years and years for society to come around. So, you know, it's hard hard to change people's minds. (laughs) I'm just really, like, when somebody wants to talk shit about my job, I just, like, don't want to hear it because it's, like... It's legal, like not mm-hmm. even just like the barista job, but like even with stripping, like it's legal. Yeah, I pay, I pay hella taxes. Yeah, I fucking go to work every day, bust my ass for like however many hours. Like strippers, some some shifts are longer than your regular civilian job shift. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, totally. I ain't never heard of I ain't never heard of nobody like account in an accounting office or like for 12 hours you know yeah so it's like it's not like we're like we're we're still putting in like a hard day's work absolutely we just make more money 
Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, why wouldn't you want to do this job? I just don't, I don't get it. Exactly. No, I, I completely hear you. I am so missing the money right now. And I'm just I like, know. oh, this and is like, hurting. <laughs> when I first, like, I wouldn't even say quit because I wouldn't even consider myself a retired dancer. Mm. But there had there has been like periods of times where I'm like, you know, I'm sick of dancing. I'm over this. I don't want to do this anymore. But now that I haven't been dancing for like two months, like <laughs> I cannot listen to a fucking song without doing a routine on the stage in my head. Like <laughs> I miss it so much. Oh. But like another reason why I quit though is because I wanted to get sober. Okay. Yeah, it was I w- like it was starting to get really hard for me to even work without drinking. Mm, and yeah. so I was just it's just not like if you are not a healthy minded person, it's just not a healthy environment to be in every single day. No. And like, you know, I got my demons, I got my mental health issues, so yeah. like I struggle with addiction mm-hmm. and being an addict in that environment every day, like... That's incredibly hard. Yeah. So I think this break, or whatever you want to call it, was very much needed because I don't drink anymore. Wow. Um, yeah. That's I great. just I just recently started enjoying a glass of wine here and there again, but I haven't drank hard liquor in like three or four months now wow congratulations that's incredible thank you such good progress yeah I mean I wouldn't like I wish I could say you know I'm completely sober but I'm not because you know I still drink wine but that's yeah the hard liquor it's yeah I was just doing too much dumb shit and it was just affecting me like super negatively yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It's a hard environment to be in, be surrounded in. Like, I had interviewed another girl, Natashka, who is a former dancer in Portland, and who's okay. a friend of mine, too. But she had suffered from so much addiction to so many different substances. And she just one day was like, nope, quitting cold turkey. And she has not done anything since, except for now she's treating herself to, like, a glass of wine here and there, just like yourself. But it's hard. It's it's not easy. Yeah, that's super awesome that she was able to just stop cold turkey. Yeah, but I mean, I I kind of did too. Oh wow! I wasn't able to just stop cold turkey in the same environment. Like I had to literally like get up and move to a different fucking country because (laughs) I was having because it wasn't just up. Like I was like. You know, I was, like, doing more than just drinking alcohol. Like, I was, like, um, I had substance abuse issues, too. Yeah. And um, since, like, I think July, I haven't touched any substances. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I think getting out of that environment, like, it was probably, like, 95% of what's been keeping me clean that's awesome yay i'm so proud of you thank you i'm really proud of myself too you should be it was really hard yeah no kidding and i mean the transition over to bikini barista i think it's a a great way to kind of segue into you know whatever else you want to do and getting out of 
what can be a toxic environment in terms of like strip clubs or any kind of nightlife career. So there's nothing wrong with that. So kudos to you. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) And I guess with that, we can transition over to some Q&A because there was a few questions that came here from your fans. Okay. So let's get into Love my it. Fans. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the first one is, what do you miss most about BC? Uh, I miss being around my people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> being around my friends and my family and, like, you know, like, my re- like just, like, the people at the clubs and yeah. my fellow dancers. I just miss being in a familiar environment and, like, feeling at home. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I do feel a little bit, I wouldn't say out of place out here, but just, like, mm-hmm. unfamiliar, you know? Well, it's like, new. There's, there's, there's no place like home. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, has it been hard for you to connect and make friends, and especially during the time of COVID? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I haven't really made any friends. Like, I've mm. made a couple through my job. Like, yeah. some of the other some of the other baristas have been really nice. And, like, we will chat on Instagram and, like, through passing at work. Like, if they're getting off and I'm starting and stuff. Yeah. But um, there has been some girls where I'm like, hey, babe, like, we should get drinks. Like, let's go for dinner. But, like, it's, I feel like it's just, like, so hard for people to keep plans. Like, mm-hmm nowadays I don't know and me too like I'm really bad at keeping plans too um (laughs) but you know I already kind of already have like my people out here like my family and family friends and stuff yeah it's a really Um, important yeah Yeah. so I mean I've kind of I haven't really made any friends but it's I'm not like friendless no 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 I hear you and honestly it's such a weird time of (laughs) weird weird year to even try to make any connections and friendships just because I feel like most people are just kind of apprehensive about even like communicating and getting close you know (laughs) if anybody wants to be my friend I don't have COVID I promise (laughs) I love that that's so great yeah um yeah it is it definitely is like a tough time yeah um yeah i can't imagine anyone like dating right now like (laughs) oh people people are doing it they are oh they are just it's it's just like there's so many things that i would have to think about in terms of like yeah and you don't know where the people have been is the dick worth getting covid Most of the time, no. <laughs> yeah, most of the fucking time, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what about this one here? What are your weirdest bikini requests, if you've gotten any? Oh, my God. Just a couple days ago, a guy asked me if I sell used tampons. Oh, my God. And... Like, I told him, yeah, like, I took his number, and I was like, you know, I'll call you when I have my period. (laughs) Um, But I'm just really curious as to what he does with them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, blood play is one thing, a different kind of blood play. Um, But in episode one, and I think episode, I can't remember now, in season one, I had a dominatrix who came Mm -hmm. onto the show, and... She, one of her clients, 
liked playing with her blood, but like vaginal, like menstrual blood. So Uh she would make tampon cocktails for him in terms of like she'd she'd make him suck her tampon dry. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, kudos to her. Like, that's great. If if you can work with that and, like, whatever kink that is, cool. Like, there's so many kinks. I, d- I can't even keep up. But, yeah. yeah, so that's one thing I could think of and probably the only thing. But I've had questions about, like, other types of blood play. So I'll probably have to try to find a dome <laughs> that offers that because it's so niche, right? It's just so something that you, like, never hear about, you know? Yeah, it's not too <laughs> common. And that's why, yeah, I probably thought, I thought he would probably be, like, sucking on it or... Or smelling some it or something. Things. Yeah, <laughs> smelling. I don't know. But I told him that, like, I was willing to. So, um, I'll keep you guys, I'll keep you guys updated. I was gonna I'll say. <laughs> on, I'll post on my Instagram story, um... I'm going to ask him because I just, I felt kind of shy asking him. I didn't know if that was like an invasion of privacy or not. No, Um, I think it's honestly, you're just being curious. There's nothing wrong with that. It's an honest question. So I'm going to have to like follow up with you and be like, so is it your period yet? Because I want to know what happened. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll definitely keep you guys updated because I'm trying to figure it out myself. (laughs) <laughs> looking just... forward to the update <laughs> um is escorting in your future um no yeah no no i'm not into escorting no no and you know good for all the people out there that do do that because they make mad stacks doing escorting so yeah, I am no disrespect. Like some of my very best friends are escorts, mm-hmm. and I have nothing but the utmost respect for all different lines of sex work. But it's Agreed. just personally not for me. No, um, that's okay. I'm just too um, like sex is just too personal for me. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Um. Where and how do we find your schedule, I guess, for, for work? Oh, I post them, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I post my – so every Monday is when I get my schedule, Monday evening. So on um, on my Instagram story, every Monday evening, I'll post my full week schedule. And then every day, I post where I'm at as well. Cool. Um, pretty, much, pretty much anything – about me or my whereabouts or what I'm doing, it's always going to be on my Instagram. Like, even if I decide to do a tour in BC or in Alberta and dance for a few weeks, like, it's always going to be posted on my Instagram. Okay. Okay, so that person's obviously not following you. So whoever that is, go follow Maya. Yeah, what the fuck is she doing? Follow me. (laughs) And don't worry, at the end of the show, we are going to plug in all the links and stuff too but there's just a couple more questions to go so um okay. stay tuned for the plug so um have you ever considered coming to bosnia i guess you have a fan in bosnia bosnia yeah uh, <laughs> I, like, I cannot say that i've ever considered it but <laughs> i mean if you're trying to fly me out to bosnia <laughs> hit me up <laughs> I've been to Bosnia. It, it was awesome. Food's great. Really? <laughs> and the wow. guys were hot. So. 
Yeah, definitely hit me up. I'm trying to go to Bosnia. <laughs> when the borders open again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoot, I keep forgetting about that. See, I'm telling you, I'm really living like there's no pandemic. But that's a good way to live, like, in terms of, like, okay, you don't feel so heavy in terms of, like, oh, my God, this whole thing is weighing me down, you know? Yeah. I think it's a good a good outlook. You know, you've adapted, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the last question here. And I guess you kind of answered it, but if you want to answer more detail, you can. Will you ever dance in BC again? Yes, of course. <laughs> I... Honestly, I'm kind of just, like, waiting for the pandemic to pan out because Mm -hmm. I know that there's only two clubs open right now. Yeah. And, like, there are girls who really cannot work right now. And, like, I'm over here working and, like, making good money. So, like, I would feel really shitty if I, like, took up a spot on a lineup from, like, a girl who, like, hasn't worked in, like, a couple months. You know what I mean? So um, I'm probably going to wait for the pandemic and then, yeah, I'm still, I still plan on working, like, at least a week every couple of months. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah. you'll have to, we'll have to keep up to date with you. And obviously you can do that on your Instagram because now is the time to plug everything. So repeat again for the audience, please. <laughs> Where can we find you? So my Instagram is at the real black Barbie and Barbie has two eyes in it. Um, that's pretty much the only <laughs> platform on social media I have. I did have a Twitter. Mm-hmm. I deactivated it. Um, when I quit OnlyFans, mm. but I'm going to start all that back up again. Ooh. So, yeah. As of right now, you can just follow me on Instagram and just, like, keep, like, stay tuned <laughs> for my posts because I will be posting within the next few days, like, oh, my new links and stuff. Oh, awesome. I'll be sure to get that because this is going to be airing later in mm-hmm. November. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's it for today, guys. So... Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to write in a nice little Apple review if you liked it and want to hear your feedback. And it's Strip by Sia on Instagram as well as my personal Sia stuff. And we'll catch you guys in for another episode next Sunday. Thanks, Maya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabber. Uh.